J right in your face. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Fadeaway. It's your co-host here, Fatty, alongside me. Are you ready? I'm ready. Zadie Deschanel, how you doing, baby? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging out, man. I'm hanging out. Had you... a pretty good week. Cool end to the week. But uh, can you believe we're 10 years old, man? 10, 10 episodes old, man. It's insane. Yeah, we're in grade 5 now. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people didn't think we'd make it this far, so no. I think making it this far is really good. It's a nice milestone for us. But, yeah, you know, first of many, hopefully. Hopefully many more. But coming back to your end of the week comment, you were lucky enough yes. to go to the DeMar DeRozan return game. Debo night. Debo coming back home. Uh, just explain to, to myself and everybody else just how was the atmosphere there? How was the atmosphere when they played the tribute video you know when he had the ball when he scored just tell us how it felt to be and what and how the crowd reacted to him i'm gonna be very honest with you man so they played the tribute video for him um in the first dead ball in the first quarter right it was a very tearful event <laughs> i was standing there recording and i was like i was with my sister and i was trying to turn away so she doesn't see me uh, in Her my older vulnerabilities <laughs> uh, but it was it was honestly a well put video but um from the beginning, the atmosphere was just incredible. Like when he came out to do his layups, it was a standing ovation. Of course, it was. They put the camera on him on the jumbotron, standing ovation. Uh, he would touch the ball right when the game started, standing ovation. When he got called <laughs> in the starting lineup, standing ovation. So the first, uh, actually, one thing that really bothered me was his first basket was also a standing ovation. I was like, guys. This is a Spurs player, and we're trying to win this game. Um, but I think people afterwards realized, yeah, he's not on our team. So yeah. um, eventually got back into being normal. But the atmosphere was just incredible. It was electric. It was Everyone was just happy to see him. He was happy to see us. And I saw a tweet where he was like, uh, being back in town here is like mm. running into your ex-girl because you look at her and she's still fine. <laughs> <laughs> so That's really I think, true. Yeah, he was I very like happy with the way we, we received him. He loves being here and he loves the city. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he still has a lot going on in the city, a lot of, of ties. Course, yeah. Um, he spent yeah. almost a decade here, right? So yeah. It was it was definitely a pleasure to be there and a pleasure to witness that for sure. I remember we, were, we watched the um, the tribute video after the game. It was on YouTube, obviously. Yeah. Got, like, put up instantly what was stood out to me is that he was instantly ready to get up and and kind of address like when, when the when the video ends the the player usually gets up yeah. and waves his hand to the crowd he was instantly ready to do that like he was waiting for that moment and it was nice you know like everybody gave him a standing ovation you know he recognized the crowd and 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 i think the way he came back the way that they treated him when he came back is, is exactly what he deserved um Obviously, it sucks. He says he's 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 over it, right? I think before the game, yeah, he said yeah. that he's over yeah. it, which is which is really now. nice. But speaking of Demar coming home, and and you know when we, I think we have a closer bond with Demar Derozan than maybe uh, a Vince Carter because we we kind of saw the uh, Vince Carter's ladder. I actually, when he was I, I watched a game. Where V when he was on Orlando, yeah. when VC was on Orlando, he came to town. Yeah, I watched that game, but that was like he was still booed at that, that, that point. Oh yeah, big time. Right. But it was a few years after the the fact, so mm. I don't. I I would love to have been there the I first know. game he came back. That was like I see videos yeah. of that, and it's nuts. Yeah. So the debate kind of, or there is it maybe a little bit of a debate in Toronto saying who is the greatest Raptor. Yeah. So it's pretty much obviously between VC or VC Demar. Demar, Demar yeah. is considered to be one of the greatest Raptors. So yeah, who I do think you Grievous think? Grievous Vasquez is in there too. <sighs> Grievous Vasquez, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but uh, who do you think is is the greatest Raptor of all time between the two? Obviously, that, that that's oh, the only man. two in the debate. That's a very hard question, man. Because truth be told, 
I never grew up watching VC, yeah, yeah. right? So we watched we watched the Mark. the aftermath of VC, which really does highlight a lot of his highlights and not as much of his lowlights, right? Whereas when you're living in the Demar era, you see both, right? You know, yes. and you're you're able to see his great accomplishments, but also what sets him back or why we had to trade him at some point to move forward in our right. franchise, right? But all that being said, it's a it's a funny take because I think they both bring a lot of different things to the table. Yeah. Uh, but if I have to go greatest Raptor player of all time, I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan. Wow. I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan because strictly wow. because of how far he's taken this franchise. No. Yeah. no. I know. Listen, I know that when you break it down, like in terms of numerical stats, it's going to be in favor of VC, whether it's points, averages, rebounds, assists. No, 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 no. No, like in his so in his seven seasons with with uh, Toronto. Right. Versus Demar's nine seasons, it's yeah. very different. Well, with averages, yes. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, when okay, you talk yeah, about yeah, like yeah, points yeah. totals, right. sorry, points averages, points rebounds average. averages, assists averages, and the time that they played, mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna go in favor of VC. But the biggest stat for me that stands out is in nine seasons, Demar went to the playoffs five times. Oh, no. That's pretty much every other season. Actually, yeah. it's more than every other season. It's, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in VC seven seasons, he went to the playoffs two times. So that's a third of the time. They less than a third Fair. of the time. So we're looking okay. at, you know. Less than 30% versus more than 50% mm-hmm. of playoff. And and when you really look at, you know, what propels this franchise? Is it the fact that we had a great regular season? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Vince's impact is more so to the city and to the country yeah. than it is to the franchise. It's part of it. And I, I, that's part of it. What DeMar's brought to the franchise and, and the playoffs and the Eastern Conference Finals. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to, when I did look at his his stats, so he's, Number one in games played. He's number one in minutes played. He's it's, number one in insane. field goals. Yeah, it's number insane. one in two point. Number one in free throws. Number one in points overall. He's number three in steals. Number three in assists. And top five in rebounds for a guy who's a shooting guard. So it's volume. When you look at our our list, it's it's almost like yeah, for the franchise itself, I gotta go with Demar. He's my guy, and. I don't know. I, I love VC and what he did to the city, but I'm going to yeah. go with them. I, I I don't think that based on your tone, I'm going to guess you disagree. I, with I I disagree heavily with you, but this is something that I've I think we've debated it multiple times, and I think my, I remember when we watched the Demar Derozan 52 point game. Yeah. Uh, we were together at that, and we were like, "Yo, if he gets 52 points, he's the greatest Raptor of all time." Because before the record was 51 by VC Terrence and by Ross. Terrence Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so, but and we're like, "Yo, if he gets 52, he's the greatest Raptor of all time. This is huge for him." But to be honest, man, you sent me that that post with the stats, yeah, and I started thinking, like, I don't, I don't think so, man. It blew my mind, man. I, it, like, to be honest with you guys, so to break it down, I, I just want to tell our listeners. Yeah, so yeah. In terms of points per game, averages VC is twenty three point four to Demar's nineteen point seven. So about four points a game difference. Yeah, uh, he's at five point two rebounds to Demar's four point one. 3.9 assists to DeMar's 3.1. Yeah. 1.3 steals to DeMar's 1. Another one. And then one block to DeMar's 0.3. The only thing that DeMar takes is I think he's 0.2% higher in field goal percentage. Yeah, and playoffs and games considering and Considering VC shot infinitely more threes than DeMar did, right. it's not really an accurate stat. Yeah. Because obviously if you're shooting twos, your field goal percentage should yeah. be higher. Yeah. Um, so for man, me- it's just it's surprising. I looked at this and I was shocked because... Oh, and he had also more one more All Star season than than Demar did, Dem- but five to two playoffs. Do you know? That, do you know like, why I disagree with that point? Is because what has Demar done in the playoffs that VC hasn't done and done better? Demar is we've we've known Demar. We, we traded him away, traded him away because he crumbles in the playoffs. VC was the guy to, pro- to propel us forward in the playoffs. Obviously, he's known for that 
that one uh, famous missed last, missed last shot against Philly. But yeah. who else got us there? He's only known for that because he went to his graduation. Exactly. It you was know, a whole he, controversy. Had he not gone to yeah. that, it wouldn't have been yeah. a thing, right? Now, now why, v, why VC is the greatest man? Because he came into the league, he won Rookie of the Year. DeMar didn't. Won the dunk off. DeMar didn't. DeMar won the dunk off. He got gypped that was, one was year. Was it Terrence Ross that won the dunk off? Terrence Ross won the dunk off. VC, huh. so VC did, did those two things that DeMar didn't. VC put us on the national stage. DeMar yes. could never do that. No matter how team, how great our team was, and which brings me to my next point, we made the playoffs that many times with Demar because our team was great. We had good coaching, we had good yeah. GMs. With VC, we didn't really the, the the care wasn't really there for him to build a team around him and give him a winning team. So VC, you know, brought us and he put Toronto on the map. Even like obviously, uh, he did a lot for the city in general. Like he brought bottle service to the city. Yeah, um, that's huge. Yeah, it know, is I, huge. Honestly, yeah. honestly, all jokes VC. aside, I know a lot of people might think, "Oh, well, what the hell does that have to do with it?" That's anything? huge. That, that's a huge part to your economy. Yeah, man. Like you I, grew I, it. the party scene in Toronto right now is very notable. And yeah, and now when you look at bringing in superstars like. Toronto has culture. Yeah. Toronto has a lot of culture, exactly. and, and a lot of that has to be attributed to VC. So exactly. I'll give him. So for I'll, sure obviously, that the, the, the effect on the city, he kind of built this city in a way that DeMar, DeMar kind of inherited the city at a very good point, but DeMar, uh, but Vince Carter really built the city up to what, it's, to what it is now. And, you know, he, he put he put us on the map. No matter who who we had, he, put, he, he got us in the playoffs what, maybe twice in his career, but. Um, just the great greatness involves a lot more than just numbers. Yeah. There's also the intangible stuff that you have. And VC had all those intangibles. He was a star in the league. He put us on. He put us on the map in the league. Nobody wanted to watch Toronto basketball until he came here, and he he made it. He made Toronto basketball known. Like everyone just thought we're the people with the purple jerseys with that look like Barney and whatever. But Vince Carter, man, he he gave us. A, he 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 made the league respect look, and the Raptors. Another thing for me is VC went to UNC, North Carolina, right? So this is a top prospect school, right? You're expected to be what you are, and VC came in the league, and he was great, and yeah. he was great. Yeah, man. And I'm not taking anything away from him, but Demar went to USC, which is a much less uh, status per se prestige. school. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, much less prestige than than a UNC. So he came in, and Demar, when he came in the league versus when he left Toronto, is a very different player. We watched that. We watched he all that. He improved his two point shooting, his three point shooting, his playmaking, his rebounding. So when you look at Demar as a guy who Every offseason, he studies the tapes and he says, this is what I did incorrectly, and I've got to go back and fix it. DeMar's biggest fault was that, unfortunately, because he was our best player, he was compared to superstars, but he's just quite not a superstar. And and when you look at, like, you know, his difficulty, not just in the postseason, but yeah. also in the end of games, like a go-to guy. He couldn't be last that guy. night. Let's look at last night, for example. When he turned – so. I was watching this game and I was like, okay, we we missed a free throw. They're coming back down the court. There's 24.9 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Not much time and I don't know why we're not fouling. Kawhi's kind of just waiting, waiting, yeah. waiting. And then he attacks right away and then Kyle attacks right away and a turnover. And then you get to thinking, you're like, as a Raptors fan, I've seen DeMar do this for me so many times. Yeah. Whether it be dribble off his foot or slip yeah. and, and turn the ball over down the stretch. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Not only that. Um, he had a chance to win the game at the, at the very end. He he um, he had post position. Yeah, gave it to Bretons, uh, and he gave it back to Bretons on a Bretons. running on a running jumper because he got stuck. Yeah. And we've seen that so many, so many, so many times with with Demar. He just couldn't be that go to guy for us. And yeah. another thing about um, about VC VC and why he's he's great is just he was just that guy for us. He was that like he was compared to at one point when he was on Toronto. It was Kobe versus VC. Who's the best in the league? Yeah. You couldn't do that with Demar. There's just so many players better than him, and especially at his position alone already. There's so many players better than him. Yeah. VC at one point was almost what the best player in the league, maybe, right? So 
he really put us on the map. He really, he really, you know, gave the Raptors a name. And then I, I know we disagree on this point. On this point, but we've made our own top five Raptors of all yes. time. Yeah. So let's five. maybe quickly go through. I'm that. actually pretty excited because we. I, I was trying to get your answers out of you, but you weren't giving. I wasn't giving to me. Oh, what is it? What is it? I'm like, no. Let's wait till we get on here to, yeah. for the surprise. So we obviously disagree already at number one. Uh, number one, yeah, I got the and, and the number two and as well. Number two is VC, VC. for me. And so who's number three for you? So number three for me, I think, is going to be the same for both of us. Is Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh. It has to be Chris Bosh. CB4, what he's done for the franchise or what he did when he was here. Um, I did look at also his in terms of what he did for the franchise. So he is fourth overall in games played, uh, number two in minutes, field goals, and two-point field goals, as well as free throws and points overall. So top top two in all that. I love Chris Bosh. He's Bosch, number man. one in rebounds overall and then top ten in assistance steals. He's sitting on number eight. So yeah, in terms he's of three. what he's done for the franchise and his all-star appearances right. and his – you know, big big name and what he did for us. I, you got to go, Chris Bosh, number three. I think that's pretty awesome. He was the guy, and I remember. I, I remember. I didn't think I cared about Chris Bosh too much, but I think we went to a game. Maybe I'm not sure if it was this season or last season, but we saw Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was there, and they introduced him and they gave him like a standing ovation. I'm like, yeah. yo, like, yeah, I miss Chris Bosh, man. Chris Bosh is amazing, man. Yeah, he was great for our team, man. And uh, so number four. Number four for me is Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah, I had Kyle Lowry, too. Yeah, yeah there's Lowry. no doubt. Uh, top five in games played, third overall minutes played, number one in three-point shooting and steals. Yeah. And then pretty much top five in every other category, rebounds, assists. And, and he he was a great point. He's a starting point guard for our team for how long has it been? Six or seven seasons now? And he, he was, was also a pivotal op- a pivotal player in our best years. Exactly. Franchise, yeah, right? exactly. So he helped lead our team with DeMar to the best years. So I think number five is where we, we didn't – I didn't want to give you my number five because I wasn't sure if it was – the same as yours, and I think yeah. we we might differ here. So who's your number five? So I had a, I, I kind of struggled with this one, and um, before the, you give me yours, I want to just guess it because I want to tell everybody that I feel like I know the answer. But for mine, yeah. So before we get into that, I'm gonna give you my number five. Yeah. At first, I was looking at Jonas Valanciunas. Valid, valid. Okay. He just left, and and it's fresh in your mind. But he was also top ten in a lot of categories. He is a huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I was looking into JV, I came across this other fellow, and I was like, this guy for sure. Is he foreign? No, it's uh, Mo Pete. I I thought about Mo Pete, man, but... Yeah, Morris Peterson. So I I, I looked into his, um, you know, in in terms of the record books and what he's done for the franchise. Uh, Mo Pete is number two in games overall. He's number six in points. Uh, Number four in minutes played. Uh, Number two in three-point shooting. And then he's pretty much top ten in rebounding, offensive rebound, total rebounds, which is pretty impressive for a... Really, a shooting guard. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I just love Mo Pete, and he brought a lot of swag to the team. And he was a lefty. He was a lefty. He was a yeah, shooter. you remember, man. You know, he did so, some good stuff. I don't know. I really like Mo Pete, and I was I was going sleeping on him. But there was a good a couple options like JV Mo Pete. But if I had to guess your I option, you I'm know gonna hundred percent go Tracy McGrady. You're wild, man. That's so biased of me to do that. It's not Tracy McGrady. Really? He wasn't good as like he was. He was hundred percent. I thought you were gonna go. Tracy he was McGrady. an up. I mean, they call me Zanny McGrady, but you know, I'm not gonna pick McGrady for this one. But <laughs> he was an up and coming star when he was there. But this one, I actually, I thought you would you would guess this one. I'm gonna go with Jose Calderon. No, you know what? Yo, when we were breaking it down, I looked at Jose and I was like, yeah, you know what? There's no way he's gonna put Jose bro, Calderon on. Jose top five. Calderon is Come for sure on, top five. Bro. Yo, eight seasons with the Raptors. He was Dang. a he was a dependent he was a dependent starter and dependent backup whenever you whenever you dependent needed him. Dependent what man? We Listen, never made the playoffs a, with him. Yeah, you did with Chris Bosh. When with Chris Bosh? When we How made many years? One year. One year. In Chris Bosh is still in. I don't care, bro. Bro, he was a he was a, he was a fan favorite. Yeah, well, everyone's a fan favorite, man. Yo, listen, Tyler listen. Hansbro was a fan favorite. Get that? You like Tyler Hansbro? Psycho T, man. He's not a favorite at all, man. Come on, listen, bro. As a matter of fact. 
He's a franchise leader in, in assists, which will be broken soon by Lowry, but he's a strong yeah, number two. Yeah, Lowry's 10 away. But he's just number two then. Number two leader in assists. He has the highest free throw percentage ever as a Raptor, and he led the league in free throw percentage in care. one season. You should care. I don't. Great three-point shooter, reliable dependent player, and he was one of the most fan favorites ever. Jose Calderon, you don't, bro, are you serious, man? Jonas Valanciunas was more of no. a fan favorite than Jose. No, no chance. Bro, the number three, you know when you shot a three, you man, put your hand in the air? Yo, no, also, get out of here, Side note, Pirtle. side note. I, I did tweet this last night, but if you ever felt forgotten, guys, yeah, just remember that Yaka Pirtle also came back <laughs> when DeMar made his comeback. So I, I completely forgot they played a video for him. I was like, oh, yeah, Yak. Forgot no, man. No, the Jose Calderon, 38.8% from three as a, as a, as a Raptor. Calderon shot a league-leading 46.1% from three, bro, in one season. Come on. Are you serious? You give me a Mo Pete? What did Mo Pete do ever that led the league in anything? He doesn't yeah. lead the franchise in anything. Remember that time the Wizards threw the ball up in That's the That's one time. <laughs> and then he caught it from half court and hit the shot to bring us to overtime, and then we no won. No chance. Morris Peterson. No man. chance. Jose Calderon, number five. Another name I want to put out there just for fun. Not not all time Raptor, but it's just a funny name. I think you forgot about this Barniani? name, Andrea Bargnani, yeah, bro. Yeah. What a I didn't forget. I, just, I can't believe I looked at his name and I completely just skipped over it. I don't even want to remember those days, brother. We drafted him first overall in a draft. Why would we do that? Honestly, ever? I actually think Brian Colangelo should get charged criminally <laughs> now for what he did. Man, he wasted our number our number one pick, man. You know who he could have? Oh, Absolutely, Andrea because he had this one like Italian like. Side executive, one of his boys, whatever he it was. The one that drafted Bellinelli too, or brought him in. I don't know, what he did, but he did. This all, guy, the All Milan team. This guy somehow convinced Colangelo and Andrea Bargnani, and man, Awful. this guy was our franchise player, man. Awful. Um, earlier this week, before the uh, All Star break came back, yes. we were look- There was a college game that played, and it was funny because they were looking at the biggest thing that was trending this week was the price of the tickets to go to this game is Duke in North Carolina. How much? I think the, the lowest. Was twenty five hundred dollars highest was ten thousand dollars, and these guys are coming to watch guys who don't make any money at all. So eh, quite interesting, uh, quite interesting business model you got there. But uh, within thirty seconds, so can you imagine paying ten G's to come sit and watch Zion Williamson? And thirty three seconds into the game, he breaks right through his shoe. Oh, He's man. out with a grade one knee sprain. Obviously, thankful that it's only a grade one knee sprain. He's day to day. Yeah, but. Scary, scary, scary moment for a lot of fans. I'm sure for his himself, family. Man, his, I'm yeah. sure even more so himself because at the end of the day, he's in college because he has to be. Zion would have ah, been drafted. I disagree. I disagree. Zion would have been drafted there, right man. out of high school. Zion would have been drafted right out of high school, but now he's in college. He's in Duke. Yeah, it's definitely propelled him. I think uh, I was listening to a, a pretty interesting take on how college has benefited Zion in the sense that he really improved his. Not only just improved the way he's playing, because when you look at the guys that he was playing against in high school, first of all, much less competition. Second, he was the only guy on his team with any talent. So it was him the whole time. And he was just dunking on everybody because he was bigger (laughs) than everybody. But in college, he's had to learn to shoot the three. He's had to learn to take guys down low, bigger guys, more talented guys. But the biggest thing that a lot of people don't look at is he's playing with a couple other top five guys in terms of college basketball. Cam Reddish is a top five prospect. And then you got... Um, obviously, R.J. Barrett, which a lot of people are taking him over Zion in yeah. terms of draft. Yeah, some people of, are. Some people because are. he's just a more wholesome player. He'll yeah. do more for you than Dunk. than than you know a, a Zion. But the fact that he's been given the chance to play with guys who are high volume, who need the ball, is going to help him become a good NBA player. Because obviously, when you're a rookie, no matter how good you are, unless you're LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
you're not going to be the guy they go to every single time yeah. down the court. So it's going to be good for him to get those that experience playing with those guys. But Another the biggest, th- I guess the biggest conversation is, do you think Zion should play if he's ready to go? Yeah. Or should he just call it and wait for, wait the, for the draft? Another thing that you didn't mention, though, as well, he's playing for one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. Not, just, not just college level. Like, in basketball in all time, he's one of the top, maybe, like, what? Five oh, coaches. He the Olympics, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he, not just on a college level, he's playing one, for one of the smartest, greatest coaches of all time. So that only elevates your game even more. But as far as playing and not playing, if he is healthy, 100% you play. Why else did you go to college, right? You could have, like a lot of people say, oh, he had to go to college. And people argue, oh, there's no money. He doesn't get paid to play. He could have went to China. He could have went overseas. He could have went to the G League. He wanted to go to college for the college experience. He wanted to go to college to win a national championship. And, you know, if you're healthy, I think also what scouts want to see is that you are you came back and you're healthy and you can still play at the same level. So, obviously, he's already cemented himself as the number one pick. He doesn't have to play. Um, I know Kyrie, remember when Kyrie um, broke his ankle, whatever sprained his ankle it was, he didn't play for the rest of the season and he still got picked number one overall. So, it's still possible for him to be picked number one overall. But, I mean, your goal... There is to win a national cha- national championship, and if you're 100 healthy, that's what I want to I want to emphasize. If he's not healthy, don't play. Obviously, you're risking your career. But if you're 100 100 healthy, you have to play. That's what you're that's what you're about. You gotta play basketball. So before we get into my answer, I wanna I wanna show you actually an interview that supports your take on this. Yeah. Uh, so inside the NBA, Chuck and Shaq broke this down, and I I really did enjoy, although I kind of disagree. Uh, I enjoyed Chuck's take, so I want to. I want you to check this out. Chuck usually never has a good take. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, but he's still he's still giving his little uh, mixed half vocabulary. But it was a good point. Check it out. When did we ever get to the point where all people care about is money? Shaq played college for two years. Three. Three. Kenny played for four. I played for three. Michael Jordan played for three. Tim Duncan played for four. David Robinson played for four. Some of the greatest players ever. Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson played. When we get to the point where you got clowns on television saying, oh, don't play. That's what you do, Ernie. That's what we do. We play basketball. I mean, I I, I don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. This kid looked like he's going to be a fantastic player. But I get so mad when people act like money is the only thing that matters in the world. Like, oh, dude, you're going to go in the NBA. Don't play. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so you heard it right there, man. Chuck supports your your take on this. But one point I didn't really agree with at all is towards the end he says – Money isn't everything. Oh, when they say you're gonna you're gonna make the NBA, don't play. Money's not everything. Money is everything. For a lot of these guys who are coming from social nothing, a lot of these guys who are coming from nothing, mm-hmm. money is everything. A lot of these guys, when they make it to the league, they're not just making it for themselves. Right. They're making it for their community, for their friends, for the the neighborhoods that they came from. For a lot of people that struggle and, mm. and i don't know anything about zion's upbringing at all right. I, I don't know if he struggled or, yeah. or not but when you look at a guy like Le- lebron for example and his upbringing you know he had to go attend christmas at his buddy's house because he didn't have anyone to celebrate yeah. with so this is a guy coming from the projects his you know his because he didn't have a father his friends walked him down on his graduation so like yeah. when you look at Money isn't everything. Okay, maybe to you, Chuck, now that you're 70 and you're doing good, <laughs> yeah, money's not everything. But to these kids 
when when a guy like Zion has a chance to do what he does, Zion's gonna make a hundred million dollars before he steps on a court, strictly from a shoe deal. Hopefully because at Nike. this point, he solidified himself as a top. I'd say number one. But yeah. If you want to give whatever, RJ number one, number two. two. He solidified it. If if he were to not play another game this season, mm-hmm. he's still going number one or number two because at the end of the day, a grade one sprain is not a severe injury, mm-hmm. and people know that. So I I disagree. I think money is everything, and at the end of the day, it's like. What is what are you sacrificing this for? For for a Duke program that is not paying you money but is inheriting a lot of money from your presence? Mm-hmm. The fact that him stepping on the court for Duke is going to increase their ticket prices ridiculously because people want to come watch him play. Yeah, he's bringing value to the table. Why is this so hard because what because he's 18, 17, 19 years old that he doesn't have the right to make money off himself? What difference is he bringing to the table? He probably brings more value than half the players in the NBA would to any given basketball tournament or contest. So I I honestly, it's not a matter of if you're 100% healthy, sit out. But I, I would I would not mind him sitting out the rest, of, especially after a scare like that. Knees are not a joke. Yeah, This guy's carrying 280 pounds on him, and he gained that in like two years. So he's not accustomed to being that big. So maybe this is him moving lighter <laughs> on a bigger body and he maybe didn't take it but it, there's just for me i i think that with the opportunity and, and the money that he has coming in the last thing you want to see is a career ending injury in college and then yeah i know you're gonna say he has an insurance policy yeah it's gonna make him eight million dollars <laughs> which well, is gonna take my argument le- bro. less than 10 percent. that's less than 10 percent of what he's gonna make with nike yeah only, right so I, I would not have a, an issue at all with Zion sitting out the rest of the season just to secure the health, at least get in the league, make that money. Money if, is everything to a lot of these guys. If money is everything, he should have went out of high school and got paid to play basketball. He could have went to Europe. He could have went to the G League. He could have went to China, wherever. I know Emmanuel Moutier, he was like the top prospect when he was coming out of high school, yeah. went to China, got paid because his family was struggling. Where's he, where's he at now? It doesn't matter where you're at now. Just Why? Because he didn't want to put in the work. Well, maybe you go to Europe because no good colleges want you. What's going to give you a better platform? Are you the top prospect? What's going to give you a better platform? Shanghai Sharks or Duke? Do you know what? He still got drafted like top three. Who? When he came back. Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah, man. That doesn't mean anything. If Emmanuel was drafted number one, you just said it. He kept his his draft value. He went overseas for one year because his family needed money. He made his million dollars, two million dollars, whatever it was. Came back and got drafted as a top prospect still. So if money is everything for you, you can go make money. He wanted that college experience. Listen, man. I think you're a little bit misunderstanding my point. So I agree with you. He could have gone to college if money is everything. But I'm only saying this now because of the injury that happened. He was not... It's not like he was injured prior to the season. No, this happened recently. And the tournament's in two, three weeks. Mm. It's not like it's three months away. So now we're looking at a guy who's going to have to speed up his grade one sprain. Don't speed up. I'm not saying saying speed up. I'm saying if you're healthy. So it's like, what's the plus minus? Is like, yeah, okay, I'd love to play in March Madness, but at the end of the day, what's my end goal? I'm only in college because I have to qualify for the league. I'm going to go to the league. That's my goal. So if my goal is to go to the league, Mm. why am I going to come back and jeopardize the chance of getting hurt? And it's a one and done game. It's not like, man, for me, it's just the the plus minus for me, for him specifically. Is not worth it. Why are we concerned about this now? His first game, he could have got, got hurt. His first game, he could have got hurt. His second game, he could have got hurt. His third game, he would he could have got hurt. Sure. But we don't talk about it until it happens. Yeah. Right? So no matter what he did, he could have been healthy. Or obviously, this in this freak accident, right? That he slips on the shoe, bursts through the shoe, whatever it is. Um, but at the same time, some of the blame goes on him as well. He's played in some raggedy shoes that he was playing in for a couple months. Yeah. 
right? And he's playing in PGs. My guy, you weigh double the weight of Paul George. Yeah. You should be playing in something more sturdy a little bit. You know, a LeBron, you know, I know Duke only wears Nike, so you can wear LeBron shoes who are meant for bigger guys. But if we're going to use that mentality that you're using right now, that we're never going to play. Why play? Because we can get injured. I can get injured walking out in the street, fall on ice. You can get injured. How are you going to live like that, right? So if you use that same mentality, if, if don't play because you might get injured, then you're never going to play. And you're never gonna make the money. You're never gonna make anything. So you, ha- so for me, if he's 100% healthy, go out and play. Your goal was your goal is to make the NBA, but your goal was also to win a national championship. And it's been on record many times. He joined this team with RJ Barrett and with whoever else Cam top press, yeah, yeah, Cam Reddish, um, and with 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 Coach K to win a national championship. So that's still your goal. And you saw how much you watched the game. You saw how much the life got taken out of that team when he wasn't there. And so that team needs him regardless of how good the other prospects are, just as a mental thing and as like maybe like a team camaraderie thing. Yeah. They need him there. Yeah. Right? So if we use that mentality where he might get injured, he might get injured. Yo, he could have got injured before. He could have got injured. He could, got, he could get injured outside of basketball. So you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen the next five minutes. So obviously take care of yourself. Do the right things and take the right precautions to keep yourself healthy as in maybe wear newer shoes or better shoes but to say that shut it down because he might get injured man rj Barrett can get injured tomorrow i hope not right knock on wood but anybody can get injured tomorrow so with that mentality you you're you're basically saying don't ever play because you might get injured the next time you step on the court i was on the phone last night with uh fox's uh, skip bayless and i was just getting his take <laughs> i was getting his take on this whole thing so i i asked him i said skill skill what's your take boy and then this is what he said. I would advise this young man to shut it down and wait for the draft. And that's even if this just proves to be nothing more than what Coach K said it was after the game, which is a minor knee strain. Even if it's just that. This kid is, when he cuts and he leaps, he does so with such sudden explosion that even if he has a tweaked knee, even if it's just a sprain, and sometimes sprains can be fairly serious, you're set up for a fall. You're set up to risk either limiting your NBA career or potentially wrecking your NBA career for the sake of Duke University, which is paying you no more than room, board, and tuition. And I know that's a lot, and it's a great stage to be on, but it's not worth it now. So there you go, man. That's his take. And I, and I have to say for the first time in my life that I, <laughs> I really agree with Skip Bayless on this. Like, just what – what you're sacrificing it for is just not worth it. So why even go to college then? Because you need the stage. You still need to go to the league. You can go anywhere. You can go to the G League. You're already in the league when you're in the G League. Like people don't take this into account until something yeah, catastrophic happens. From the G League. If you're a Zion, if you're a Zion, that's a very viable option. There's, for sure. There's just some things that you have to do based on your name and your caliber and your status as a player. That's not my issue. And one of them is going to a big name. Listen, college. big names have done it i.e. Emmanuel Moutier in high school. He's done it. He came back. He was fine. So I think that to shut it down just because of the risk, then you might as well not play in the NBA either because you can get injured. Obviously, because whatever, he's on his rookie contract, but he can get injured and never play again. He won't get another max contract, right? You're putting away so much money. So if if you're not 100% healthy, 100%, don't play. Don't risk that injury. But if you're 100%, go get your goal. Your goal was to get a national championship. Go do it. So um, the All-Star break is back. Obviously, we're, we're in full effect now, second half of the season. Well, hypothetical second half. There's yeah, only right, 25 right. games, but 
the the second portion of the season is is into play and when you look at the standings in the Western Conference, there's about like four or five teams now within one or two games. Actually, before we get into that, I want to just make an honorary shout out to uh, two of uh, the Hall of Fades' very own, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Oh, man. Uh, big, big game against uh, Utah. 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 Two, both of them had 40 plus, I think 43 it's and 45. Insane. First time this season that two teammates have had over 40. And I, like they're I the said, in the beginning of the year, I said all they needed was Eric Gordon, but now they don't even need Eric Gordon. They're, <laughs> they're right there. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. So um, they interviewed LeBron, obviously, because one of the biggest topics right now is, firstly, LeBron hasn't really headed into an all-star break under 500 in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, a big concern now is with them sitting in 10th place in the tight race that's happening right now between the last couple spots. They might not make it. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? So before we get into that, I want to put together this or I want to play this LeBron interview uh, where it was right before the second half of the season. It's been quite a while for me um, that I've been under 500 going into the all-star break. I don't remember the last time. So, you know, my um, my level of intensity has to be, um, you know, unfortunately for me, because I don't like to do it at such an early time. I'm a little bit different, um, but it's been activated. So look forward to seeing what we can do. So his uh, playoff mode has been activated. Sir. Early, early. Um, I know that you bet against them last week. You had the Rockets uh, winning that game. Uh, but the Lakers did come back. They were down 19, but they did come back and win. Do you see the Lakers making it to the playoffs right now? If you look at the standings and what they are, do you see them making the playoffs? It's funny because I said after that game, I've never bet against LeBron ever again. But we'll see if I did that again this week. But um, later on, but I think they could sneak into the eight seed, um, especially with LeBron activating his little you know playoff mode early. Because zero dark thirty. Zero. I don't think. He's, I don't think. I don't think he's doing the whole full zero dark thirty. But he's he's just playing harder now, and obviously everyone's like, oh, you know, he doesn't play defense anymore. Um, he doesn't want to take the last shot in the game. He doesn't want to close out games. Obviously, because this guy, like, man, he's years. 15, 16, 15? You're 15 in the league? Yeah. You're 15 in the league. He doesn't have it in the tank all the time. You can't expect him to have it. He's technically, like, he's young in, in real life, but in NBA years, he's getting older and he's played a lot of minutes. So, obviously, he's not going to be taking, um, going hard every single every single possession. But I think with LeBron activating playoff mode, I think they can probably sneak into the eight seed. And, and once they get that, their team fully healthy, I know they keep talking about once we get Lonzo back, we'll be so much better defensively and I love Lonzo but I don't think they're going to be that much better with him back he's I, actually going to be out longer they yes, released a report yes, today bone bruises I think LeVar just wants him not to play anymore yeah. but um, his camp yeah his camp which is LeVar only but um, I think with Le- honestly if, if LeBron activates his playoff mode early anything can happen he's still regarded the greatest player in the league and him just being able to lead those guys and really take them like listen give me the ball I'm going to take us there he did it against Houston they were down 19 during the game, and he brought them back. Um, so I think they can just sneak into the eight seed, nothing more. But for me, at that point, it's not even worth it. Just miss the playoffs. You're gonna you're gonna get snuck into the eight seed to get swept by the by the Warriors. But so that's why? the thing that it's all matchups, and I'm not saying they can beat the Warriors, but I think there's a few teams in the playoffs that the Lakers can match up really well against, like really well. And for LeBron's legacy, you just cannot miss the I know. I know? That, like, that is it, true. Like, yeah. At all. But I'm looking at the standings right now. So you have Utah in sixth, San Antonio in seven, Clippers in eighth, and they're all 10 games behind. Sacramento is ninth, 12 games behind. And then the Lakers in 10th, 13, 13 games behind. And then Minnesota right under them with 14 games. So between the sixth and 11th seed, there's a four game difference. 
Do I think that the Lakers have a better chance than Minnesota? 100%. For sure. Do I think they have a better chance than the Clippers? I think so. 100%. Yep. They're trying to tank. My worry is, and oddly enough, is Sacramento. Because Sacramento's, firstly, already ahead in the standings. Mm -hmm. But they're just playing with heart. Yes. They're playing. They want it. And they they want to win. Obviously, they're not as they don't have LeBron, right. but they have a good core. They're a very well coached team. They're coming up. They're over five hundred in, in the Western Conference for the team that they have, which is really really impressive. Marvin Bagley starting to become more confident. Buddy playing, Healed, man. Play, wow. Yeah, he's yeah. playing well. Yeah, for sure. Buddy Healed is is definitely playing a great season, and in terms of his shooting and his efficiency as well. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to bet against LeBron. Like I'm looking at this, and it's like, who are you betting against LeBron for? It's the Sacramento Kings. Like, it's not like this Golden State or, or Oklahoma or Houston even with a superstar. So, I mean, if I had to put my money down, I'd definitely say LeBron's going to make yes. the playoffs. But it's not looking good right now, man. Like, it's a tight race. The team doesn't look motivated, and he he's old. Like he's looking old. Like he's doing well offensively, but he's almost invisible on defense because he can't. He needs to save the energy. So, yeah. That, I don't know. And he shot 21 or 23 shots in their win against Houston, which is very uncharacteristic. Yeah. But he said it himself. He said, it's either me or them, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. So if they're not going to do it, I'm going to have to do it. Like you said, for LeBron's legacy, he has to do it. I think, I mean, if he misses the playoffs, I think it's going to be actually really good for him. Because number one, I think that's going to give Magic and Rob a really good reason to fire Luke Walton, which is, I, I feel like it's what LeBron wants. So not a bad deal there. Uh, number two, he gets rest. He's been playing into June for the last, what, seven years? Six eight, six to eight years he's been playing into June. So he's going to get some nice, very well-needed time off from basketball, you know, just for him to train, get his body um, into into good shape. You know, he'll, he'll film uh, Space Jam 2 during the summer, so he'll enjoy that. Um, but, I, you know, missing the playoffs isn't the biggest deal. And obviously, everyone... In the moment, we'll be like, oh, my goodness, you know, LeBron missed the playoffs, whatever. But next year, they'll forget about it. He'll get, he'll get into the playoffs. They'll get whatever, you know, marquee free agent that they need, and they'll get they'll get there. So, if I'm like you said, if I'm going to bet, I get, put my money down on it, I'm going to say LeBron sneaks in and the Lakers sneak into the eighth seed. Yep. But for me, personally, if he misses the playoffs, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's much more beneficial for him to miss the playoffs as opposed to get in there and get swept by the Warriors. So, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to... The Hall of Fade. So the Hall of Fade this week, we only had a couple days to pick from, obviously, since the All-Star break came back on Thursday. Um, But the most impressive thing for us, I think we were looking at a couple guys. Yes. Uh, Giannis had a pretty good outing against Boston in that win. Uh, And then in the Golden State game, Steph Curry had a great game. He had 10 threes, 36 points. But what we're going to actually go with is in that very same game, Kevin Durant. KD. As much as I really dislike him and he makes me super <laughs> upset, uh, you got to give him the love and the respect that he deserves. So his style line was 28 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and the kicker. The reason why he's the Hall of Fade inductee this week, 7 blocks. 7 blocks. 7 blocks, which is extremely impressive for a guy of his position uh, and, and just... The act, like seven blocks is not something even centers get. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that he did it and it's just very impressive. So congratulations to him. They won that game against Sacramento just by two points, but they won the game. Yeah. Um. But good for him, and he's he's one of the most efficient players of all time. I'd say he's a 50-40-90 veteran. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like he's in the club every year. So it. 
Congratulations. And sorry to our listeners, 50-40-90 is 50% or more on field goal percentage, 40% or more on three-point percentage, and yeah. 90% or more on free throws. So this is a very hard statistic to match, and not many players have it, but he gets Golden it. State's got the luxury of having two of those guys. <laughs> so Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, uh, the, the dream team. And that's something that he changed in his game um, when he came over to Golden State, becoming a way better Defense. defensive player, protecting the rim, especially they play a lot of small balls. So he's sometimes the biggest guy in the court or the tallest guy in the court, not the biggest per se. But, you know, he doesn't get a lot of credit for his defensive abilities and he's, he's improved it in seven blocks. That's what gets him the nod into the Hall of Fame this week. Perfect. And... Uh, I want to go into pick and roll, but I don't want to start on this week before talking about last week because <laughs> it was comeback season until I went five and zero. Oh. So uh, you just created a little bit of space. That's all you did. It was a nice outing last week, man. But uh, perfection doesn't lie here. So um, I had a pretty good week myself, but I guess you weren't that bad either. That's to be until more five hundred. I'm okay. Yeah, there you go. So this week, guys, the games that we're gonna look at uh, are gonna start obviously with uh, this coming Monday. We're gonna look at Dallas, Indiana. Uh, we're gonna look at Portland and Boston. Washington, Brooklyn, OKC, Philly, uh, and then Lakers and Bucks. So Dallas, Indiana, who you got? I have Indiana winning by six. They're playing away. They're playing uh, um, in the Mavs arena. But I still think that the Mavs are still struggling, and they're not really looking to win any games this season. Um, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're just going to yeah. kind of get a good, a good high draft pick. Um, but Indiana's been killing it. They don't even have a star anymore. And they're still top four in the seven, East. Seven, they're third. The third, there you seven go. Seven and three in the last ten. Exactly. So, incredible. so you know, they're still killing it. So, I've got Indiana by six. They're, they've just become a great team, even without yeah. Uh, Vic. Yeah, I agree. I got Indiana by four. They're they're on the road, so it's going to be a closer game. But even Doncic didn't play last week. I think they're just at this point they're, preparing for next season. Yeah. Um, there's no point in making the rest. Like you said, if they make it, they're going to go against the Warriors, and they're going to get swept. So, not really worth it. Portland-Boston, I got... Portland by three. Really? Yeah, on the road. I, I like Portland I, in the regular season. They picked up Cantor. <laughs> Cantor's been killing yeah, it for them. They're 2-0 okay. with Cantor in the lineup. And off the bench, he's averaging, I think, 15-plus. Um, so I, I like them. They just beat Philly, 130-115. to 115. Uh, so, Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, don't sleep. I've got Boston. They're playing in the Garden. So I and I think you know Boston, the team that needs their crowd there for them to really to really propel them and be a good team. They're really good at home. And Boston is the I think better all around team. Also, obviously they're figured things out. There's a lot of drama in the locker room and whatever. But I still think they're good enough to beat uh, the Blazers. I got Boston by seven. Okay, Washington, Brooklyn. Talk me through this because this is your squad. My team, Brooklyn. I got Brooklyn by nine. Um, Washington's having a Close playoff team. Brooklyn's been killing it. D'Angelo's been killing it all year. Spencer Dinwiddie's been killing it all year. Um, they've got, uh, I think his name is Jared Allen. Yep. Yep. He's been killing it. He's been, he, he's just a guy with the afro. That's what I know him as. And the guy who's blocked all the superstars. In the league. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think they've got a really underrated coach. Um, to get a team with Kenny, yeah, to get a team with no superstars to play that well and get him into the sixth seed in um, in any conference, honestly, it's impressive. And I think he makes a really good case for Coach of the Year candidate. Um, I don't think he'll get it because they're just not high enough for him to get it. But you know, D'Lo having a, a breakout season, Spencer didn't really have any breakout season, and Washington just not having the season that they wanted. Um, it's pretty much as Bradley Beal and everybody else. Um, they've got good role players, but just not good enough. So I've got Brooklyn by nine. Cool. So I was I was looking into this because. Bradley Beal's a good player. He's amazing. And I was considering taking Washington. You're wild. But they, they've lost like three three in a row. They're three <laughs> and seven in their last ten games. <sighs> Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm Brooklyn. gonna go Brooklyn here. I'm gonna go Brooklyn by seven. By seven? Okay, no, yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn by seven. I just Washington is just a, it's a wash. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bro, I, I think in the, it, Bradley Bill was interviewed in the All-Star weekend. He was like, yeah, I'm going to stay here because I'm going to recruit. Oh, yeah, who are you going to recruit that's going to take two two pennies so that uh, John Wall can stay home for a year making $45 million <laughs> next year? Who's going to who's gonna come? It's a lost season for them. That's a season they want to get I, over I real quick. I actually saw an interesting take is the Lakers are talking about going after all these big guys, but why don't you just trade for Bradley Beal? He's got a lot of money. So what? He's got a big contract. So they want to get some off the free agency. They strike out. If you strike yeah, out on, like, on, on the people that you want, this guy's not a bad piece. And Washington yeah. would really consider some young pieces for yeah. Bradley Beal. I think it's time for them to restart. They're right. just waiting for the right opportunity. Right, that's okay. That's actually a really good point. Uh, the next game is OKC and Philly. This one I kind of tossed really back and forth over. I didn't know who. I, do, I still don't know who's gonna win this one. But um, they're playing in OKC. Russ and PG just scored forty apiece. They're the best duo in the league right now. So I'm gonna go with OKC winning by four. I think it's gonna be really close, but I think just they're both just unstoppable. And then you've got a kicker in Stephen Adams, and you've got. Terrence Ferguson. Um, you've Markeith got Keith Morris now. Markeith Morris with the ad, which is a huge piece for them. Jeremy Grant. Jamie Grant. Dennis their coach Schroeder. is coaching well. Abdel Nader. Abdel Nader, Egyptian. Um, so I got OKC winning by four. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I got OKC by five. They're at home, so it was pretty easy for me. Paul George over his last 10, 38.4 points a game, eight and two record. Stupid. Torching it. He has like three 40 plus point games in the last four games. So he's, he's on fire. Uh, at home, I got OKC. And then the last one, Lakers-Milwaukee. Pretty easy pick for me. It's hard to pick against LeBron other than when they're playing Milwaukee. So I'm going to go Milwaukee by five. I am got I got Milwaukee by six. After last week, I said I'd never bet against LeBron. But Milwaukee's the best team in the league yeah. um, record-wise. So why not go with, with Milwaukee? They haven't faced each other yet in the season. This is the first um, time they're playing each other. So it'll be interesting to see. And I remember I saw a quote saying LeBron, uh, when he was shaking hands with Giannis, in the um, All-Star, after the All-Star game, he's like, he says something like, you're special, man. I love everything about you, yeah. man. You're special, whatever. So, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, Giannis is special, and and, and I think Incredible. he's let he's, he's led his team to a, a really good season, a season that nobody yeah. else would have thought that they would have had. So, with him doing that, with the players that they've got, with the coaching that they've got, Milwaukee by six, yeah. I, hope to, that, I hope To any happens. of our listeners as well interested or, or have any... Uh, you know, interest in Giannis. They did release a little mini documentary on him yes. called Finding Giannis on TNT. Check Crazy story. Crazy really cool, story. Really cool video. It's a 20-minute it's video about his, you know, upbringing and coming from Greece and how he was brought over to, in his first couple of years in the league as well. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this does wrap up this week's episode. Uh, we did want to thank you guys so much for obviously being with us through 10 episodes. Now we're, we're double digits, so hopefully many more to come. Uh, we are on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. So hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you think and continue to follow and, and just let us know what you guys want us to talk about as well. So uh, as, the, as the playoffs come, we're going to keep this coming and you yeah. let us know what's, uh, what's going on. Perfect. Cool. Thanks, guys. Peace.